first chronicles chapter four now we're in the old testament just for a few moments on this morning first chronicles chapter four now you know how i feel about familiarity in scripture oftentimes it's one of the hardest messages to preach it's one of the hardest messages to receive because of the familiarity and i'll be the first to tell you that a few years ago a book was written and the book became so popular in fact it became the number one bookseller in america for many many weeks if not for months and and because of that i, I resisted the temptation to jump on the bandwagon to preach the book fearing the familiarity and what it would do from a counterproductiveness of what god wanted to do so years and years and years later i'm now going what probably should have been preached years ago but because the lord said now's the time i pray you receive the word of the lord first chronicles come on first chronicles chapter four and let's read verse nine now jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Because I bore him, sounds like Benoni, whom the Bible says bore, was born in pain. And the Bible says the mother had another son and became Benjamin. But uh, Jabez understood that he was born and caused pain. But verse 10 says something very peculiar. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. What did he do? He called on on the God of Israel. Most translations say he prayed. He prayed to the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Mm -hmm. Enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain look at the last the next verse and so god granted him what he had requested and god granted him what he had requested if i'm not mistaken i think the king james says and god answered the prayer that jabez had prayed i, I want to talk just I don't even think I'm going to need 15 minutes this morning, but let me encourage you. I want to talk about God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to answer your prayers. I know that really doesn't sound theologically astute as a title or subject matter, but that's the way the Holy Ghost gave it to me. God wants to answer your prayer. And as a subtitle, just for the next few moments, four prayers you should pray today. Four prayers. How many prayers? four prayers you should pray today I, I, i'm not going to go any further until i'm fully convinced that every man every woman here and those that are online are convinced that god wants to answer your prayers once again i don't really preach messages with a title like that it does kind of sound a little elementary does that kind of sound a little basic but you know Bible reminds us that that it's the base things of the world that confound the wise maybe it needs to get into your spirit that god loves you God cares about you and he wants to answer your prayers. Why do you say that, Pastor Stevens? Because I know of all people what it's like to pray and pray and pray and pray. And it seems like God is not answering any prayers. It seems as if God is on vacation. It seems that as God is answering everybody else's prayer but mine. God, why will you not hear me? Why have you distanced yourself? David understood that in many of the songs that he wrote. Why is it that it seems like you're answering everybody else's prayer but you're not answering my prayer? And so the Holy Ghost wanted me to remind you today that God wants to answer your prayers. I'll say that again. 
God wants to answer your prayers. Let me give you four prayers this morning. You should pray right now. Four prayers that you should pray on today. We're yet pressing through uh, this pandemic. We're yet hoping, many people that is, for this vaccination. Others are hoping that the curve has been stemmed towards the better. But our prayer is not in uh, the, the, the vaccination. Our prayer is not in the shot in the arm. Our prayer is not in any man concoction. And we thank God for medicine. Don't get me wrong. We appreciate science and we love the fact that the healthcare industry has harried and, and, and done a, an, an excellent job. But our heart, our prayer, our thought is with the Lord, Jehovah our God, Rapha, who heals it. Only really he's a great physician. Am I right about that? Really the truth be told that he, we are we are healed because of his stripes uh, but yet we yet continue in these unprecedented times uncharted courses and yet we still deal with these unmatched moments but may I remind every one of you all today that God's word is still bigger than whatever problems you're dealing with right now I won't be long today but God's word is bigger than this pandemic God's word is greater than this pandemic and ultimately God's word will defeat the pandemic I'm, I'm still hearing the song from this morning's praise and worship that God is exalted the devil is defeated I, I, I know that we've come a long way and we're kind of older than we were and maybe a little bit more complex but I think you need to be reminded that you know what the devil is defeated the devil is defeated. I, I don't hear nobody talking to me, but I know what it's like to be in my home by myself, pacing the floor and got a knot in your throat, trying not to cry. And you got to hear the Holy Ghost remind you to tell yourself the devil is defeated. I know it looks this way and it seems that way. And oh my God, these things are yet developing, but the devil is defeated. God is exalted. Uh, yes, he is. And, and Jesus is Lord. Uh, as we close this time of consecration, as we close this time of fasting, I want to remind every one of you all of the word of God and what God can do when you turn your plates over, when you set your face. Bible says Daniel set his face in chapter 9 verse 3. Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall. Jesus turned toward the panoramic view of Jerusalem and he wept over a city. Let me remind every one of you all today that the Bible says I, Daniel, I was mourning for three full weeks. I know some of us went one week and some went two weeks and there were some who went all three weeks. Might have been a couple who just went one day. But whatever level of sacrifice you've made, God will reward you. The church may not recognize you. The small group may not remember, but God will reward you. And so the Bible says, I was mourning for three full weeks. I ate no uh, pleasant food. Wasn't no barbecue dinners uh, during that time. Wasn't no filet mignon during that time. Wasn't no Twinkies and Dunkin' Donuts during that time. I ate no pleasant food. No meat, no wine came near my mouth. I did not even anoint myself at all. In other words, it wasn't really time to hang out at the mall. Really wasn't the time to hang out at the restaurant. In fact, uh, because of the quarantine, I stayed home. Kind of sounds like we're in good company, right? But the Bible goes on to say that he purposed in his heart, Daniel 1 and 8, he purposed in his heart uh, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which they drink. Therefore, he requested to the chief of the eunuchs that, that he would not defile himself. You've spent some time these past few weeks resisting the temptations 
reminding yourself that something is different about this season seeking the Lord withdrawing and withholding yourself and again we're not in your kitchen we're not in your dining room we're not with you in the drive-through line but you consciously have tried to keep all that you can Daniel is reminded by the Lord and then the Lord said do not fear Daniel from the first day you set your heart to follow the corporate fast from the first day you said okay not my will but thy will be done from the first day you said, you know what I'm gonna modify my diet I'm gonna modify my eating I'm gonna modify my takeout God says I heard your prayer here's what I love best about Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 the Bible says and humble yourself before God your words were heard and I have come Daniel because of your prayers I the Lord says I've come to help you I've come to aid you come to assist you i've come to minister to you i've come to relieve you i've come to assist i've come to bless i've come to prosper you because of your time of prayer i want to remind every one of you all right now that god is faithful over his word that god is not forgetful of your love your ministry your time of seeking the lord and so we take this season and now we say, God, would you move by your spirit? Somebody needs healing in their home for a loved one. Somebody's grieving right now and trying to cope through a season of losing somebody. Somebody's in between good and greatness and you're, you're looking for that Holy Ghost wind to blow you into another level. Some of you have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for favor to hit you on your job, to hit your business uh, plan, to touch your child. And I need every one of you all to know from the first day you set your heart, from the first day your no became a yes, from the moment you said, you know what, not my will, but God, your will be done. God began to send help your way. God began to send angels your way. Gabriel, the archangel, Michael, the warring angel. God began to send a heavenly host to help you in this pandemic. And so we look today at Jabez. Because Jabez knows a thing or two about prayer, as we now know. First of all, what do we know about Jabez? Number one, the Bible says he was more honored than his brothers. Jabez was more honored. One version says he was more respected than his brothers. But being more honored and being more respected didn't alleviate him from having the name Jabez. For, for whatever reason, we don't know the pain. We don't know if it was an emotional pain, a physical pain, a mental pain. But for whatever reason, his mother named him son of my pain. One who causes pain. It took me back to the statistic that I quoted many years ago that the average hurt in a black woman's life can be tied to the man of her life. Whether it's her father, whether it's her husband or her son. And I'm kind of wondering right now, just for the next few moments, how much pain have we men caused to our mothers, our wives, or unfortunately even to our daughters by not being there? I tweeted, I sent a little post to my daughter this week. Uh, maybe I'm going through withdrawals right now. I'm going through moments now that we kind of sued our empty nests. But seven, I think it was five things that every daughter needs from her dad. Seven, five things every daughter needs from her dad. Number one was the fact that he is intimately involved and he is detailed involved in her life number two that he loved his wife that he loved her mother and and then the list goes on and on and on of course but you know i wonder what pain have we caused as men uh in our dark days or in our ignorant days or our uninformed days but jb 
Jabez was not allowed about to allow his past to dictate his future. For whatever reason, he caused pain in the wife or in the life of his mother. For whatever reason, we've caused pain with our families. We cannot be held hostage or held bound by the decisions of our yesterday. Jabez prays a prayer to God. And maybe this is why he becomes known as being honorable. Maybe this is why he's as being more respectful. Number one, I want to talk to you just for the next few moments and remind you that God wants to answer your prayer. God, I'll say it again, wants to answer your prayers. The Bible says that the fervent, James 5, I believe it's 16, the fervent, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much power. Let me say that again. The effectual, uh, we just can't just pray any old mindless prayer but it has to be a prayer that you're thinking a prayer where you're thinking a prayer where you're all in the effectual and i love the next verse fervent prayer what do you mean by fervent prayer the energized prayer the the anointed prayer i'm gonna put my foot in this prayer i'm gonna try my hardest to really go before god in prayer the bible says it availeth much power uh, the next time you pray i know some of us come from the presbyterian and the lutheran and the catholic and the real quiet orthodox church you just sit real quiet and let's have a moment of silence and we're just going to contemplate and we're just going to minister but that's not quite what grandmama understood prayer to be when she had to pray you out of jail that's not quite the prayer grandmama understood when she had to pray death angel off the bed of affliction the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man in other words wait a minute let's qualify that a man or a woman who's in right standing with god you may not be perfect but you're forgiven you may not cross every t and dot every i but you're under the blood somebody say righteous the righteous man. it availeth much power whatsoever things you ask mark 11 23 when you pray you believe god believe god and it shall happen for you now now j bass prays four prayers i want to give them to you real quick because i think it's important when you look at the scriptures exactly what it was he prayed for now i don't want to be distracted here and i don't want to deviate too bad but i sometimes wonder are we praying the right and effective prayers I had to learn early on that you can pray out of motion and you can pray out of functionality but if you're not praying the way jesus prayed if you're not praying the thing that Jesus told us to pray for, and if you're not following a biblical framework or platform, I kind of wonder, are we really talking with the Lord more so than talking to our own selves? Uh, let me help you out. Jabez, sort of like Solomon, prayed a very selfless prayer you all remember solomon in the bible don't you you remember solomon when he prayed the bible says that he didn't ask for riches he didn't ask for cattle and and and, and money and and land and possessions he asked for wisdom and what did god say in return because you did not ask for all of these material possessions because you did not ask for wealth and glamour and fame and fortune he said i'm going to give you these things because you asked for the main thing, and that was wisdom. I try to incorporate every morning in my prayer time, God, give me wisdom. Wisdom for ministry decisions. Wisdom for business decisions. Give me wisdom. Sophia is the Greek word for wisdom. Give me the ability to do with what I know what to do with. Because I can have knowledge of a thing. 
But if I don't know how to apply that knowledge, uh, let me say it again. You can be a bookworm and be Mr. Google and be Mr. Internet and have all of the answers. But if you don't know how to rightfully apply that what you know, it means nothing. Some of y'all grew up with people like that. They smart as a whip, 4.5, 4.8, just as book smart as can be, but had no street sense. Right? God, give us wisdom beyond our years to know what it is we're called to do. So number one, Jabez, here's the four prayers. I believe you should pray right now. Number one, and we're going straight from First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine, uh, that you, God, would bless me. Lord, would you provide for me? Jabez prays a prayer to the Lord. God, I was named because of the pain that I had caused. But God, if you allow me to live long on the earth, please write this down. Number one, he writes or he asks, Lord, bless me. In other words, would you be my Jehovah Jireh and provide for me? Provide for me. It takes me to Matthew chapter 6. You don't have to turn there. But, uh, Jesus reminds us all, uh, take no thought for your life, what you should eat, what you should drink, what you should wear, for your father knows that you have need of these things. But here's what you do, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and guess what all these things the job the family the car the home uh the health the debt-free all these things God would add unto you I, again there's another scripture that's very familiar I think we've lost the muscle and the pinch and the and the and the push behind that scripture when you seek God when you seek his kingdom when it's all about him God doesn't need to be reminded what you need in your home he knows that you need clothing he knows you need food he knows you need shelter all these things will be added unto you prayer number one Lord provide for me Lord provide for me I'm reading a real interesting book right now called generation to generation generation to generation and it really talks about the the, the leadership and the legacy of how Jewish parents would minister to their Jewish children. I can't go into all of the book, but it really deals with the whole Deuteronomy chapter 6 passage, Numbers chapter 6 passage, the priestly blessing here, O Israel, our God is one. May he bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And may he bless you in the end. You know, that is something that they learned from the womb. That is something they learn in their ones and twos and threes and fours. Not just on Sundays, not just during Easter, not just during kids programming, but every single Friday night, dad prays over the wife, dad prays over the kids, and they quote and cite the Numbers chapter 6, 23 through 27 blessing, the priestly blessing. Why? Because one of the convictions God Israel was generation to generation, family to family. You teach these your, to your children. You show them when you're in the house, when you're on the way walking, when you're at home. Make sure you teach this next generation. Every one of us, I believe, are in church, love Jesus today because you had a mother or a father or a grandparent or an uncle or an auntie, somebody who refused to allow the glory of God to stop in their generation, but it was through the hymns, the songs, the scriptures the Baptist training union through all of the Bible band and sunshine band and here you are today in your 40s 50s 60s and 70s yet serving the Lord because somebody took this from generation to generation and so Jabez understands that priestly blessing God I remember my daddy I remember my granddaddy praying over us 
the Lord our God is one. Bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us. May you lift your countenance on us. And the Lord bless them. Your prayer to God should be, Lord, bless me. Number two, Lord, that you would enlarge my territory. God, enlarge my territory. Someone taught me years ago, you don't get what you negotiate. Excuse me, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. You may want to write that down for your next business meeting. For your next negotiation one-on-one -on -one class. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And I need to remind every one of you all, Jabez had no problem saying, Lord, increase my territory. I read that in seven different translations. And they all pretty much say the same thing. Uh, give me more property. Enlarge my territory. Increase my livelihood. Jabez had no problem asking God to give him more. You know why? Because he understood the Abrahamic blessing. I will bless you and make you a blessing. Let me just stop for a moment and say this to every one of you all. There's nothing wrong with God giving you more as long as you're willing to bless somebody else. God doesn't bless you to become a hoarder. God doesn't bless you to have all about it to yourself. Uh, see, here's the problem. We want God to give us more with our stingy and greedy selves. And God wants you to be a conduit. God wants you to be a vessel. God wants to bless you so you in turn could bless somebody else. But if your mindset says, God, give me a bigger house so I can brag and show my people that I made it. If your mindset, God, give me a bigger car so I can splash more water on people when I drive by. If your mindset is, God, give me a bigger position so I can look down on other people. Those prayers don't get answered. But Abraham said, God, if you bless me. I'll turn around and be a blessing to somebody else. Jabez understand that grace. God, if you bless me, I'll bless somebody else. Uh, Isaiah 54 reminds us, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare it. Lengthen the cord. Lengthen and strengthen the stakes for you shall expand to the right you should expand to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited god speak to isaiah as jabez prays this prayer that you and i today will be reminded that god wants to enlarge your territory he wants to expand your influence he wants to expand your reach there's nothing wrong the bible says i will give you houses and land why have we limited god to one rent house why have we limited god to just one small dwelling place god may want to bless you with 10 houses so you can in turn bless so many unfortunate people why do we believe god for one car when he may want you to inherit a car lot why would we believe god just for one level when he wants to take you to another level enlarge my territory bless me increase me lord would you prosper me what was number one god that you will provide number two god that you prosper number three god that you would be with me Somebody talk to me. What was number one? Provide. What was number two? Number three, God, that your presence would be with me. We call him this morning Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. The Lord is near. The Bible says that the Lord is a present help. He's not distant in the yonder. He's not somewhere in the by and by. But because he is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, he's everywhere at the same time. Uh, David said, where can I go 
and be away from your presence. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I ascend to the heavens, you're there. David understood that his presence is omnine. In other words, it is everywhere. So friends, may I remind you in this pandemic, when you're all alone and when you're by yourself and it seems like nobody is there for you, God is there. When it seems like you can't get nobody on your prayer line, all of the small group folk out of town seem like everyone has forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. He's a present help in the time of trouble. Jabez prayers that Lord, that you would be with me. <clears throat> We've been through some storms. We've been through some rain. It's raining right now. So it reminds me of Isaiah 43. The Bible says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, anybody had to walk through some fire? Anybody understood Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? When you walk through the fire, you shall not burn, nor will the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba in your place. God says there's not one place you can go. There's no space you can be in, and I'm not there. I think it's interesting that not only does Jabez want to profit or prosper, and not only does he want to increase his territory, but God, what does all this mean if I can't worship you? What does all of this mean if I can't minister and worship and talk with you as the deer panted for the water so my soul longs to be with you? What would all the success mean if I can't thank you? And be with you and know that you are with me. One of the tragic parts of this pandemic season is the fact that people have had to die by themselves in an ICU unit. People have had to experience virtual funerals online. Virtual gravesite services. And my heart breaks for many of them. Because they have not been able to traditionally grieve and mourn and bring closure. But may I remind every one of you. That God is with you. May I remind you from the New Testament that because of the Holy Spirit, he is in you. The benefit and the advantage that you and I have that the old saints didn't have in the Old Testament was because of Jesus. He said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Holy Ghost won't come. But if he comes, not only will he dwell with you, he'll dwell in you. So no matter where you're at right now in your mental state, God is right there. No matter where your marriage is at in its state of sensitivity, God, my brother and sister, they are right there. No matter how lonely you may feel by yourself, you may be alone, but you don't have to be lonely. God is right there. For that college student, for that high school student, for that junior high, for that elementary school student, I know you don't want to wear a mask. I know it's a real queer, or, or, excuse me, a very weird season, I should say. But God is with you. Fourth and finally, number one, he asked God that you would prosper me. Number two, that you would, what's number two again? That you would, would prosper, provide, prosper your presence. Number four, that you protect me. That you protect me. Psalm 91, verse nine. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague, thank you, Jesus, nor shall any plague, thank you, Holy Ghost, nor shall any plague, 
hallelujah, come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. You shall be kept in all of your ways. Though a thousand may fall, hallelujah, at your side and 10,000 at thy right hand, this evil, this danger, this plague will not come nigh thee. I need to remind every one of you, Jabez hit the nail on the head. God, thank God for the money. Thank God for the providing. Thank God for the prosperity. Oh God, I can't go nowhere without your presence. But Lord, I need you to protect me, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know what? I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to fear no evil. Why? because thou art with me thank God for a staff thank God for a rod and it comforts me I need you to know right now that the Lord will protect you he will keep you Jude understood that when he said in Jude 24 now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy God is the God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think now unto him thank God for the great doxology Paul is writing to Timothy and he begins to testify of his goodness and somewhere in the letter he writes to Timothy Paul deviates and gets distracted and has a doxology praise place he says now unto him who's invisible and mortal the only wise God be thou glory and honor forever I don't know if you've ever been there you're reading your Bible you're doing some notes you might be at home frying chicken but you just had a, a doxology you just had a moment where you had to say God I just want to say thank you now unto him you are the one eternal you are the one immortal you are the one invisible hallelujah I may not be able to see you but God had a word for that he said bless Blessed are they who believe in God, though you don't see him. I know we've been in some dark times and we've been in some dark moments, but may I prophesy to every one of you uh, that hang in there with the Lord, uh, weeping, uh, may endure for a night. Uh, but I just want you to look at somebody and say, neighbor, uh, joy comes in the morning time. Would you turn around and find somebody else and say, neighbor, uh, be not dismayed. Whatever betides you, I said, God, we'll take care of you I just want everybody to stand on your feet wave your hand to the Lord and say for God I live and for the Lord I'll die thank God for his presence thank God for prospering me Lord thank you for providing thank you for protecting me but at the end of the day I don't want to be a pain to nobody I said at the end of the day, I don't want to cause nobody harm, but Lord, bless me indeed. I don't know if I have anybody in the church. There may be a couple online, but I just need you to wave your hand and say, Lord, bless me indeed. Bless my home. Bless my children. Bless my marriage. Bless my mind. Oh, my God. I just ask that you would bless me, that I would be of value and be of a good strength to everybody around me. Wave your hand, somebody, and say, Lord, bless me indeed. Come on, stand to your feet all over the church. I just want to recite something for your hearing. For the Bible said that faith coming by hearing and hearing of the word of God. I just want to remind you of what the Lord says, not what the preacher said, not what the committee said, not what mother said, 
but the Lord said the Lord hallelujah Deuteronomy 28 now it shall come to pass that if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his word and the word that he commands today that the Lord your God will set you on high above the nations I know we've been riding low I know these have been some perilous and pressured times but the Holy Ghost said I'm setting you high I'm putting you in a position of influence and increase let's keep reading and all of these blessings shall come upon you they shall overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God blessed are you in the city I thank God for the city church blessed are you in the city and blessed are you in the country blessed shall be the fruit of your body the produce of your ground and the increase somebody say increase somebody shout increase and the increase of your herds the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks blessed shall be your basket blessed shall be your kneading bowl uh, somebody saying I don't know what basket the Lord is talking about uh, well the basket is your credit cards your debit cards your cash account your investment account your savings account your income your W2 your 1099 the Lord said I'm gonna bless uh, your basket in your life I'm gonna bless the kneading bowl but look at your neighbor and say neighbor he didn't stop there but the Lord went on to say I'm gonna bless uh, you when you come in I'm going to bless you when you go out. I, I really want to stop right there. But the Holy Ghost said, keep on reading. Because not only do I have a blessing for the people of God, I got something for every devil in hell. I got something for all your enemies. He said, the Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you, to be defeated before your very eyes. They shall come against you one way, but they shall flee seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on your life, on your house, on your family. The Lord will establish you he will prosper you because he made a promise to your daddy he made a promise to your granddaddy all the way from Abraham Isaac and Jacob I'm here to tell you right now that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and he has no sorrow somebody ought to say God thank you for prospering me Lord thank you for providing for me I just want to say God thank you that way you your presence is there's the fullness of joy and at your right hand oh at your right hand there's pleasure forevermore but God the one thing we need more than anything else protect us provide prosper your presence but I want to live the rest of my life not being a pain not reminding of the pain that I've caused. Not being a living billboard of the hurts of yesterday. But God, if you do these things for me, I will live and not die. And I will declare the works of the Lord. I will live and not die. And I will declare the works of the Lord. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Be with me. Cause me to be a blessing to so many other people. Heads about eyes are closed. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your prayers that you've given us to honor and to exalt you with. 
we're reminded in the praise and worship songs today come on praise team we're reminded today that the devil is defeated that the devil is defeated that the devil is defeated he's a liar he's the father of lies we will not believe nor will we succumb to the lies of the enemy but God you are exalted in the earth you're exalted in the heavens and father we shall bless you with our whole heart Jesus is Lord he is Lord of all and so God as your servant the honorable the well-respected Jabez prayed our four prayers today that you would provide that you would prosper that your presence would be with us and that you would protect us for every man every woman online today you need to be reminded that Jesus loves you he died on the cross for your sins and for my sins may I remind you that he came for the liar Jesus came for the sinner he came for the backbiter the gossiper the adulterer he came for the murderer he came for every spirit of darkness sin and unrighteousness the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy but Jesus says I have come that you would have life and life more abundantly there are a million broadcasts on Facebook today you could be watching but you're listening to this one and I know that your steps were ordered by God to hear this today so the greatest gift that God can give you right here and right now in fact the greatest prayer you my brother can pray is the prayer of repentance that he will forgive you for all of your sins he loves you so much he's not here to condemn you my sister in fact he's here to give you life and life more abundantly I want to pray with you and I want to pray for everyone online there are those who say I've never given my life to Jesus but I want to give it to him on this last Sunday of January in 2021 and there are others who say I'm gonna be honest in this quarantine this pandemic and whatever you got going on in your world I'm not where I need to be with the Lord I've, I've, I've backslidden I've, I've, I've walked away from the faith I've relaxed my convictions and I've allowed sin, I've allowed compromise, and I've allowed things to enter back into my life. And I know it doesn't please the Lord, but I want my sins forgiven. And I want to be made whole again. I want to pray for you. In fact, the entire church will pray for you. And there, there are those that are here in the sanctuary. No need to be embarrassed, no need to feel ashamed. This season we've been in has not been for the faint of heart, not for one person. But you're still standing, you're still here. That lets us know that you love Jesus and Jesus has called you right so with these things being said let's pray as the body eyes are closed would you repeat these words after me and i just believe by the word of god by the confession of your mouth and the belief in your heart god hears your prayer and he will answer and he will turn your life around come on say father thank you for your love thank you for your love your love for me Mm. thank you for your word I receive it today I believe in my heart 
I confess today with my mouth that your only son, Jesus, he is king of kings and he's Lord of all. I accept the gift of salvation in my heart today that I may be saved. Forgive me for all of my sins. Today I confess that I am a child of God. Today I confess that I am your servant. Fill me right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit that I may live for you with joy, with purpose, and with life. For this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And so be it. Would you clap your hands all over the church? Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's just take a moment to worship the Lord. Oh, you should never be defeated. Come on, let's just bless him just for the next few moments, everybody. And because God is the greatest power, we shall never, we shall never, never be defeated. And because God. Come on, just lift the worship to the Lord. Come on, lift the worship. Come on, in fact, why don't you just take a moment right here? Come on. Why don't you just take a moment right here? And come on, begin to worship the Lord. Begin to bless the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. You are worthy, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory 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 jesus you know even as we stand in the presence of the lord and before we dismiss on this morning i think it is most appropriate it is most appropriate that we just have that moment of prayer we're closing out this fast closing out this time of consecration and i just believe that the windows of heaven have opened and the portals of heaven have opened just for you i would ask no i would not ask for one small thing I would stretch my faith and believe God for the thing that you've been leaving God for. I was coming to church this morning in the rain and I just, you know, I'm so glad y'all sung that song today. I don't know why the Lord gave y'all that song. Over 62 times in the Psalms, David talked about his enemies. 
Now, I often refrain from talking about enemies in the services because it sounds a little, at times, con you know, controversy or conspiracy theory. But David had no problem dealing with his enemies in the scriptures. And when you all begin to sing that song this morning, it just reminded me of something I was dealing with this morning, driving to church. I remember when we would lay hands on people in the sanctuary and prophesy and speak some things and we were praying for things. And there's one in particular incident I'm thinking about. And I said, God, I, 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 I feel so foolish that I would have believed that you would have actually have opened that door at that time. And, and then the Lord reminded me that there's no prayer you've ever prayed that I have not listened to. There's no prayer that you've ever prayed that has not been attended to. Sometimes God's delays, all right, don't necessarily mean that they're his denials. And I remember that time.